0: Welcome to Living Digital, brought to you by the Digital Solutions team at Slumberger. My name is Morten Jensen. I manage our global industry program for innovation and collaboration, and I will be hosting the podcast today. In the Living Digital series, we hear from geoscientists, coders, petrotechnical professionals, and industry executives about how the digital technology and solutions are really transforming oil and gas. Over the last decade, hundreds of people in our organization, in Slumberger, have worked to advance the next generation of digital solutions for our industry. And together we built what we call the Delphi Cognitive ENP Environment. And Delphi really delivers the Slumberger digital solutions integrated with artificial intelligence, machine learning, and all the other digital technologies across the entire exploration and production life cycle. And this is a particularly exciting time for us. After years of development, we're launching the industry's first comprehensive automated interpretation solutions based on artificial intelligence and machine learning, and it's all integrated with the Delphi environment. So today I've been joined by an expert panel to try to answer one of the fundamental questions of digital transformation in our industry, and that is can we rely on computers to do geophysical interpretation for us? Specifically, can we rely on the computer to do seismic fault interpretation and fault extraction for us? And I will let them introduce themselves. So first, we have Surender Mandral joining us from Stavanger, Norway.
1: Hello, everyone. Surender here. I'm a geophysicist by background, and I'm the product owner for geophysical interpretation. In this role, I work very closely with end users, developers, and data scientists. And then
0: we have Ulessia Zemina, also joining us from Stavanger, Norway.
2: Hi, I'm senior product analyst and my background is geophysics. I'm directly working on machine learning technology and I have experience in automated geophysical interpretation on a wide range of data sets.
3: And finally,
0: we have Sam Tilley, who's joining us from Leeds in the UK.
3: Hi, everyone. Sam here. I'm a structural geologist by background, um, now a project manager of our industry innovation projects and in these I work together with a variety of energy companies around the world using these emerging technologies to help shape a new way of working. So thank you to the panelists for the introductions and let's get started.
0: Seismic interpretation is a fundamental and critical part of the subsurface characterization workflow it is highly manual though, and is repetitive and time consuming. So automated seismic interpretation is a big deal. A step change here can translate to a step change for the entire reservoir characterization workflow. So I'd like to address surrender first. I know you and your team are very busy these days. Uh, you're putting the finishing touches and getting ready to release to the industry what's really the first enterprise-grade solution for automated geophysical interpretation. Can you tell us more about the technology you're developing and that you're soon to introduce to the world?
1: Yes, exciting times for all of us and for all the geoscience community in our industry. Machine Learning Assisted Fault Interpretation Solution is all about empowering the geoscientist to generate faster and better structural insight in the Delphi Petrotechnical Suite. And most importantly, this will allow geoscientists to run multiple scenarios quickly to better map the uncertainty, and ultimately make more informed decisions. We have proven this through numerous collaboration. The whole interpretation cycle could be reduced from months to days. Collaboration and continuous feedback has played a key role in shaping this solution.
0: This technology has been developed over several years, and, and we in Slumberger have of course not been doing this alone. Across the entire spectrum of digital solutions, we're working closely with oil companies and technology companies uh, all over the world. We have actually more than 50 collaboration innovation projects with oil companies so far and many more to come. So this has been a tremendous help to validate, improve, generalize, and expand the technology to what it is today. Sam, you're working in our industry collaboration program. Can you tell us more about what this involves? And what has been the role of the industry collaboration in maturing specifically the automated geophysical interpretation solution that we are talking about today?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, Schlumberger has got a long history of collaborating with our customers and partners, as this really ensures that we're developing robust and validated solutions that are ultimately going to address the problems that the industry is actually facing. And we run these projects as part of our digital innovation programme. And that covers the whole length and breadth of the ENP workflow across all domains. And we've used these projects really as a mechanism to scale these newer technologies from that proof of concept sort of state right of the way through to something that can be deployed at an enterprise scale. So as part of that program, we've run various hands-on workshops on machine learning-assisted fault interpretation specifically with our clients, and that's really given them an opportunity to experience it firsthand. But that in turn gives us end-user feedback that's based on a variety of companies' working practices, but also individual preferences, which helps us to actually capture some of the variability in the approach to the geophysical workflow. Um, And it just helps us make something that's really widely applicable So fundamentally, we're able to incrementally improve the technology based on all that feedback we receive to create something that's genuinely enterprise ready. So we really value these kind of projects as not only do they help us shape the software, but then they're also giving us some new opportunities to apply this technology to different geological provinces and geographies all around the world. And so that's particularly exciting to see the response when we've applied this on a brand new data set, whether that's in Asia or the Middle East or the Americas. And the response has been quite consistently well, we're going to get my hands on this. And of course, that's really fantastic. But then we're also getting those really critical insights of, well, it'd be nice if it could do this, or it'd be great if it looked like this, which allows us to go away and refine the small details that are actually really important when we're developing something that is going to be genuinely intuitive to use, but also an actually like transformative tool to work with. So absolutely, yeah, these, these industry collaboration projects that we do are hugely valuable for us. So who will be using this technology? It can be used by every geoscientist involved
1: in mapping faults across the board from exploration to development workflows. Whether you are a geophysicist who needs fault interpretation for tomography workflow for better seismic fault imaging, or you are tasked to identify drilling hazard for minimizing the risk associated with well placement, or you may be the one who is involved in projects like petroleum system modeling, Reservoir seal trap analysis. You all can use machine learning assisted fault interpretation in your workflows.
0: Okay, so we heard how automated interpretation will change workflows and tasks. But Olicia, you have more experience than any of us applying these new automated algorithms in your geophysical interpretation and modeling work. And by the way, you also have a lot of experience in the traditional manual approach. Can you describe how this technology has impacted your work and your role as a geophysicist?
2: That's right, Martin. On a daily basis, I'm directly involved with the Machine Learning Assisted Seismic Interpretation Project. Well, any geoscientist knows that the traditional fault interpretation workflow is quite manual and typically consists of line-by-line fault delineation. For instance, it may take a skilled user days to weeks to explore, identify and interpret faults for a given data set. In general, to build a robust fault framework can take an expert weeks to months of work, which means it can be quite time consuming. Accurate prediction we are discussing here today run within a few hours with post prediction extraction and modeling possible in just a few days.
0: So that's quite a radical change. But what do you do with all the time that you've saved now, Alicia?
2: Actually, I'm free to do more geoscience. I focus more on analyzing data, running QC, and validating false interpretation provided by machine learning. I can work more on complex activities and get better understanding of the uncertainty, and I have more time to spend on creating alternative scenarios. So I have much improved geological insights.
0: For any machine learning algorithm to work, uh, the machine needs to be trained on relevant data. I would love for you to tell us more about the machine learning approach to render, and specifically uh, how the brain behind the solution at this scale has been trained.
1: Martin, as you mentioned before, we have been developing this solution for a while. When it comes to machine learning model, we have built two robust machine learning models, namely pre-trained prediction and user-trained prediction. Both of them are based on deep CNN, two D unit architecture obviously tuned for seismic fault prediction. Both approaches are cloud native implementation and leverages on elastic cloud compute for heavy duty, deep CNN computation. From a geoscientist perspective, you can carry on your interpretation when ML prediction is running. If needed, you can actually close your patrol session and machine learning prediction will continue to run.
0: Thanks. So now, Olesha, I'd like you to make this very concrete for all of us. Could you take us through step by step how you use this automated interpretation algorithm, how you invoke it from the Delphi environment? And if you could also answer, how long does the automated interpretation typically take?
2: Yes, okay. Uh, But I feel uh, first it's important to highlight that using this technology doesn't require any specific skills in machine learning or artificial intelligence. You don't need to be a data science. In addition, the used environment will feel very familiar as you will be able to use the same tools that you are used to work with. To run the workflow, as a user, I need to access the Delphi page in the browser where with the predefined in advanced setup, I can access the remote desktop and then I can start the Petrel platform. Then in Petrel, I can select one of two different prediction options. First one, pre-trained prediction. It doesn't require any specific user interaction, but one seismic cubes input. Pre-trained prediction model has been already pre-trained on various data which is available in the public domain. This training data, or labels as we call it, which are used to train the prediction model is provisioned by advanced users or interpretation experts. Once finished running, I will get the resulted prediction cube in Petrel, and I can QC the result. The ability to predict may be impacted if the selected input data is different to the training data from which the machine has learned from in the first instance. And this is really important to consider during the QC. The fault prediction approach allows me to quickly get the fault cube and, for instance, start analyzing the geology, or this output can be used for next steps, such as labeling, and can bring useful input, especially for those users who are less experienced in fault interpretation. If we look at the resulted fault cube, it represents an attribute, but our goal is extracted segmented folds. Then one more example, especially for the exploration stage, is to build in short time an initial fault framework model, which is the next step towards the structural model. For that, Uh, Once you get your fault cube available, uh, you can start fault extraction process and then the output of this process, which are segmented faults, you can use as input into the fault framework process. So you can see from uh, all of these examples that the pre-trained prediction approach gives different opportunities with minimum efforts from the user.
0: That was using the pre-trained brain. But what if I want to further boost this performance by training the algorithm on some of my own data? How do I select and prepare the appropriate training data? How much data do I need and and how does it work?
2: Now, Martin, we're talking about the user trend prediction. This model is more user-driven because as a user, I can provide not only input seismic cube, but in additional, I need to interpret labels by using a seismic data of interest. Labels are represented by fault interpretation, which are picked on different seismic sections. There are two types of labels required. First, it's a training labels. These labels, uh, the labels which the neural network uses to learn from. And validation labels are the labels that are used to measure how well the neural network is performing. This model has the potential to improve quick look models since this prediction model is trained exclusively on training data labels from that specific data volume. A user can start with labeling a few seismic sections. It can be, for example, approximately 0.1, 0.2% of the whole data set, which is a few sections. And then approximately 20% of the labeled lines should be nominated as validation data. Once labels are ready, I need to drop in seismic cube, training labels, and validation labels as input. There are no additional parameters or required, only the input data. After the resulted prediction cube is available in the Petrel platform, I can QC and validate the result. The user-trained prediction depends on the user input. A user can always improve the provided labels and improve the output. Then the fault prediction cube can be used to automatically extract faults which are used as input to build your subsurface structural framework.
0: So the identified faults uh, are of course to limited value to me if I cannot feed them easily into my reservoir modeling workflow. Uh, we've talked about fault identification uh, and, uh, and Alicia touched briefly on fault extraction. Can you tell us more about the, you know, how the fault extraction works, Surrender? Fantastic
1: question Martin. As we talked about this before, fault extraction is a key step of our solution. When it comes to fault extraction, it primarily includes two Steps evaluate and extract. Let me give you a insight what's happening in the background. During the evaluate phase, it involves a geometric analysis using principal component analysis, which simply involves the analysis of eigenvalues and eigenvector for the generation of azimuth and planarity attribute. Azimuth allows us to understand the orientation of fault, while planarity allows us to split the faults at the intersection. Now, during the extraction phase, it involves fault patch extraction based on the azimuth sector and overlaps. Another key step of extraction phase is the optimization and the merging of the extracted faults. This is done using sectored merging, 3D gap check, and graph-based optimization.
0: So I'd like to go back to Sam for a second. Uh, Can you give us more insight into the overall feedback uh, on the automated geophysical interpretation uh, so far from your collaboration partners? And specifically, how do they see this technology impact their critical reservoir characterization workflows?
3: Sure. Well, I, I so sort I've of just touched briefly there on some of the kind of more qualitative feedback. And we've gotten that through a variety of surveys and also workshops in sitting with our customers. And we've seen a really clear trend in the vast majority of responses attesting to this really speeding up their geophysical workflow, whilst crucially maintaining the accuracy as well. But this has also kind of captured a noticeable uplift when compared to these more classic and deterministic methods for fault detection and extraction that have been available in the past. But these innovation projects also allow us to draw some clear quantitative comparisons too. So, for example, in a recent case study uh, that we've done in the Middle East, we've applied this technology to a data set with very subtle structural features that were associated with highly verticalized strike-slip faults and then some small-scale kind of polygonal structures in the upper portion of the data thrown in for good measure. So it was quite a varied data set. And we were able to sufficiently train the brain or the machine learning system on less than 1% of the available seismic cross lines, and then predict faults throughout the rest of the cube and subsequently extract them. So we compared the results of this approach with what had been done using solely traditional means. And by doing this, we'd actually identified we were able to pull out the vast majority of the structures that had been interpreted by the geophysics team previously, and even a couple more as well. But crucially, where it's previously taken them three months to arrive at this interpretation, we had generated training labels, trained the brain, predicted fault locations, and then automatically extracted and segmented those faults to users' input as a structural model, all in under a week's worth of work. So not only do we get a sense of this being a piece of technology that people want to use because it's intuitive or it feels futuristic, But that's actually substantiated by the fact we're seeing order of magnitude reductions in turnaround times when we apply it. And so this means more time available to dedicate to some of those things we've already touched on, like the evaluation of drilling hazards, your dynamic responses, or whether it's just that you want to be able to spend more time to dedicate to building a comprehensive assessment of your reservoir.
0: We can call this an enterprise-grade solution. So for me, the term enterprise-grade means that the technology has reached a certain level of maturity. And specifically, that it's been generalized and validated for a wide applicability across the industry. uh, That it's scalable, robust, and performant, of course, that's critical. uh, And also that it's been integrated with my digital environment and with my digital workflow. So can you elaborate on what makes the automated geophysical interpretation enterprise-grade and why should we care about this? Diving into the
1: specific, there are several components that make our solution enterprise scale. But let me highlight four critical ones. First, the backbone of our offering is the liberation of ZGY data in open source Delphi data ecosystem. Second, along with the performance, geoscientist-driven machine learning workflow of our solution brings a huge gap between the data science and geoscience. Data scientists need not to export the seismic cube with the fault interpretation and give it to data scientists so that he or she can use it in the data scientist pipeline or engine. Third, the another key element of our solution is extraction of fault directly from fault cube. A proven science coming from Schlumberger Research, which is being applied on numerous successful projects. Along with the deep science, the huge focus on the user experience allows user to rapidly extract faults in specific orientation or in all the orientation based on azimuth or planetary attribute. Last, as you will run the solution from Petrel, once you have the extracted faults, you can then use all the richness of Petrel workflow to complete your workflow.
0: So what are the oil companies doing to prepare their organization for the new automated workflows? And specifically, what new skills are needed for the petrotechnical professionals to succeed in this uh, new world?
3: Well, I think some of the most proactive companies that we've been working with are really keen to conduct projects like this, as they give really fantastic opportunities to provide early exposure and hands-on experience with these new technologies. And I think that's largely driven by a certain degree of inevitability in the prevalence of artificial intelligence in our day-to-day workflows. And this is as we look to the future, but it's also, it's not a problem that's unique to the oil and gas industry. This is all industries, all jobs are going to be influenced by this to some degree. But I also believe that geoscientists are perfectly poised to take advantage of their current skill set to really excel in a world where AI is the new norm. And that's partly associated with a geoscientist's ability to hold loads of multidimensional data in their head simultaneously and actually understand and try to critically evaluate all of those components to arrive at a given conclusion. And I think this is really invaluable when evaluating results of something like a neural network or a deep CNN, as uh, Surrender mentioned at the beginning. And mainly this is because we don't just want to assume that a fault prediction cube we get is correct. We We don't just want to trust it completely. But similarly, we don't want to completely fear it, think it's come out of a black box and therefore it couldn't possibly be valid. Instead, we need to hit a middle ground. And we need to be able to fundamentally understand why has the neural network made a prediction. Why, why do, has it given that result? And then understand how I, as the geologist or geophysicist, might be able to influence that result in the future. And so therefore, I actually don't think we need a whole suite of new skills. And it's actually a case that we just need to adapt a little bit, and apply that same kind of critical thinking that we're already very adept in to a slightly new way of working. And that will allow us to take full advantage of these new technologies that are becoming available to us through the likes of cloud computing and the application of enterprise ready machine learning for our subsurface workflows.
0: Have you identified any pitfalls in the work that you've done with our partners that we should be aware of when we work with seismic or with automated interpretation in general?
3: I think that's a good question, but it's also worthwhile considering how any technology really excels and where potential pitfalls might arise as a result. And I'd say that's largely governed by how you're actually using the technology. Uh, so from the perspective of fault ML and indeed other machine learning tools, there are probably two key areas to be mindful of, and we've touched briefly on each of them. The first I'd say is the quality of the training data that you're using to train the algorithm. That's got to really clearly and accurately represent the nature of the faults that you want to predict. We need to make sure that we're using high quality data, otherwise we'll quickly find we're leading the brain or the uh, deep CNN astray, and it's gonna quickly lead to bad results. So if you just kind of think, garbage in, garbage out. That's quite a good motto to live by. But the second one is really the expectation of how the algorithm is going to perform. There's a lot of hype that surrounds AI and machine learning. So I think it's important to really understand that we're not talking about magic here. (laughs) What this is, is a really fantastic and intelligent tool for predicting seismically resolvable structures rapidly. However, we can't expect it to suddenly be able to identify Things that, like the sub-seismic resolution, so fracture networks, for example. So providing we're keeping these criteria in mind of good quality interpretation to train the brain, but also understanding the limitations of the technology, we can avoid the potential pitfall of confusing the brain, leading it astray, and instead arrive at a really robust, high-quality result in a far-shortened space of time, as I've said. So,
0: Olicia, uh, what, what lessons learned have you come across
3: you know, as you've been using this technology?
2: First, I would like to reinforce what Sam just said, there is no magic. The expectation of the result by using the pre-trained prediction should be linked back to the fact that this approach has been built upon the expertise of many scientists, which is stored in ready-for-use ML model. And this model automatically detects default location on provided seismic input, which in most cases has not been used to train the model. As for user-trained prediction, a user needs to have some awareness and knowledge of how to use the model in terms of what input is expected and this inputs quality and consistency. Coming back to your question, Morten, during this development, we understood quite quickly how important it is to get internal and external users' feedback on our ML implementation as early as possible. We realized that we can learn from them what is the most natural way to apply this ML workflows by watching various users running it at its different stages. It really helped to address in time some usability aspects, and at the same time, it helped to make sure that our current solution and future plans are aligned with customers' expectation according to the challenges they usually have or possibly can face. Also, and this is important, it helps us to show to the customers or our internal users the strengths of this technology, not by just presenting it, but by letting them to try it beforehand. And of course, we continue having constant communication with our internal and external users. We continue involving new users and as well continue getting the feedback. I believe that it's the best way to make sure we are moving to the right direction.
0: Thanks. You know, I can't help but notice that with all the hype surrounding machine learning and AI, there are really surprisingly few mature, scalable, and deployable solutions out there so far. Uh, This automated geophysical interpretation technology that we've talked about today is, uh, is a result of hard work and agile collaboration. We talked about how we've been working with domain experts, end users, developers, data scientists, that we've been working with different companies and different organizations. So as we complete this podcast discussion, it would be great to have you all reflect a bit on what are really the accomplishments to date Uh, And what can we expect over the next few months and years uh, when it comes to automated interpretation?
1: Can't agree more with you, Morten. You rightly pointed out we have lots of seismic interpretation machine learning solution in our industry. In their journey, some of them are in research phase, highly focused on deep science, while others are purely focused on service delivery project phase with fantastic results. Despite all this, we hardly see many seismic interpretation machine learning solutions, which are deployable and fully integrated in interpretation platform. And indeed, our machine learning-assisted fault interpretation solution empowers a geoscientist with machine learning workflow without leaving their interpretation platform, where they run their day-to-day seismic interpretation workflow in Delphi environment. This has completely democratized machine learning workflow for a geoscientist. It's great to be part of this digital journey and positively influencing geoscience interpretation workflow. I firmly believe a combination of domain science, geoscience driven machine learning workflow with elastic cloud compute is key for providing faster and better geological insight. The role of a geoscientist is evolving. Instead of time-consuming and laborious digitizing tasks, geoscientists are much more involved in validating, QCing and reviewing as a feedback loop while being assisted by machine learning. Undoubtedly, our current solution and technology plan for near future, like full-scale model management, deep CNN for horizons, sequence, and other geological feature will bring a fundamental shift in what's possible. This will definitely bring enormous benefit for geoscientists and our industry.
2: Yes, and just to add to what surrender just said, Morten, automated interpretation and modeling is already giving us an opportunity to work in new ways. It opens new horizons and delivers more meaningful insights faster. And we are not stopping there and continue working to make sure that in the closest future, we expand this solution or apply similar approaches to other workflows. And I think as geoscientists, we want to have more impact and be closer to the decision-making process and ultimately have even more interesting jobs in the nearest future.
3: Yeah, and just to jump in there, um, I completely agree with what Alicia just finished on there about geoscientists at that individual level being empowered. But I think another really big achievement of the digital era is actually the bringing together of whole Different companies, range of companies with a wide breadth of expertise, as you've kind of pointed out, Morton. And we've been able to collaborate with a, such a wide range of partners and then prove at the end of it that the end result is great technology that can really influence and change the way that we work. So I'm really excited to continue to contribute to these new developments in that same way, alongside the domain experts, but also data scientists and other profiles to make some really cool technology in a really open way. And whether that's from our virtual meeting rooms or when we can be safely face-to-face again. But Ultimately, I think it's just a really exciting time to be a curious geoscientist, as there's really a whole host of new technology coming your way really soon.
0: So I think you all kind of highlighted here that what we're seeing now is not the end game; it's just the beginning. Uh, And we're clearly still in the early stages of this digital revolution that we're part of. Uh, In Slumberger and together with uh, the collaboration partners, we are of course already busy at work on the next steps for these algorithms, on automating other processes and on reimagining the workflows of the future. So I encourage all of you to keep checking in with us for the latest information, announcements, podcasts, and webcasts. Or even better, engage with us directly and join us on this journey. I would like to thank Surenda Mondral, Alicia Zimina, and Sam Tilley for welcoming us today into their exciting new world of automated geophysical interpretation. I really enjoyed the discussion and I hope you did as well. And if you did, there are many more to come and, and other Living Digital podcasts available out there. So please subscribe to the Living Digital podcast series. And if you want to learn more about automated interpretation or any other topic in digital transformation for ENP, for exploration, production, well construction and field development, please visit the Slumberger Digital Solutions website at software.slb.com. Thanks for listening and goodbye.